I am Matt Tabeek with Will McFadden. We are at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and it, the Falcons fell 37-10 today, and their record now is 1-6 on the season. lot to unpack. Will, I don't know where you want to start, bud, but uh, um, things aren't looking good for these Falcons right now. Uh, they are not, uh, not. Not a great season for us to debut this uh, post-game podcast. Uh, haven't been a lot of positives to talk about, but we'll uh, we'll break down the game today and, and all the action there. It was actually a lot of different topics for us to touch on. So where do you want to start, Matt? Well, you know, the one thing that I thought the Falcons had going for them were, you know, the last two games, Will. They, they, they were scoring points. They put up 34 and 33, mm-hmm. and uh, things were clicking, were coming together. Um, and today... They all, three phase, all three phases of the game, yeah. uh, there were issues. Uh, special teams, offense, and the lights just went out on the field. Um, <laughs> Is that a metaphor? I don't know. But, uh, oh, they're back on. And so that was probably the biggest thing I took away today. I thought it might be a high-scoring game, um, but uh, the Falcons just, they can only, in the end, generate uh, – uh, 10 points, and so here we are, 1-6, and six, and the, the Saints are about to go up 6-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody really saw this game coming. Yeah. It, it was, like you said, and Dan Quinn said it after the game, all three phases. They, they really couldn't get anything going offensively. They had some shots, and they missed them. And defensively, I think they started out not horribly, but the Rams clearly made some adjustments in the second half, and then – with the Falcons' inability to put points on the board, it just got away from them. No, it was a 13-3 uh, game at halftime. And, yeah, I felt good about how the defense was playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither team could get the run game going. I really liked how the Falcons were, um, you know, I don't know if they were run blitzes or what, but they were really uh, – They were you know, They had a handle hill. on Gurley in the, the Rams' running game. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were a couple plays away, um, you know – from from being right in this or not even you know I don't want to say they they could have taken the lead into halftime uh but there was just a few plays that were just near misses yep uh but I felt good about it I I, I did as, as crazy it is to be you know down 13-3 the defense was playing I thought mm-hmm. pretty well um I think when you when you look ahead. at yeah. when you look at kind of all of the units in this game the Rams defense to me today was really the best one. They imposed their will in this game. I, you know, I wrote about it on AtlantaFalcons.com. They had five sacks, uh, and it really stalled some drives. You know, we talk, you talk about how going into halftime, the Falcons had a chance to cut into that 13-3 deficit. They get the ball back near midfield with 52 seconds left. On second down, Matt Ryan's hand gets hit by... Dante Fowler, and then on third down, he gets sacked. And so right then, a good scoring opportunity ends because the Rams did a great job of pressuring Matt Ryan today. And, and it's tough to see after the Falcons invested so heavily in the offensive line this season. So I, I think that really kind of threw the offense off track was the Rams' ability to get pressure. Yeah, it's funny. We're talking about this, in, you know, 
taken this angle on this. Uh, you know, I wrote my, po my post-game column was basically that. I didn't mm -hmm. see this coming. Uh, but to your point, you know, Matt Ryan was hit nine times, sacked five times, which matches a season high. Mm -hmm. He's been sacked 19 times. He's been hit 51 times. The 19 is kind of middle of the league, but the yeah. 51, that's, that's up there. That's near the top. And, of course, that last sack – Mm -hmm. uh, knocked him out of the game, ankle injury. We don't know how long, but we do know uh, that the Seahawks, Saints, and Panthers are their next three opponents, uh, formidable opponents to say the very good, least. Good defenses. And to, to your other point on the Rams defense, they, you know, they held the Falcons in check today, 224 yards of total offense. On third down, Atlanta was just 3 of 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and they couldn't get the really, really the run game going at all today. Um, you know, they finished with, I believe, 38 yards. I think Devontae Freeman is averaging just 45 yards per game. It's not really on him, though. Like, you know, and you alluded to this. One of the things I point out in the column is in one of the things you just said was we all thought this offensive line was better, was, was going to be better, was fixed. It's not fixed yet. And uh, there, there's a multitude of reasons why, but Matt's taken a beating back there. The run came, the run game just isn't clicking, um, despite the fact that they, you know, last week at times against you know an Arizona defense that isn't you know isn't really that good. Uh, at least they did put up points and yards, and the offense mm -hmm. you know, you know, it looked good. I, I loved yeah. the game that Dirk Cutter called. I think everybody I think was the, involved. It I, just wasn't happening today. I think the Rams, you could kind of see their game plan early on in this game from a defensive perspective. They were playing a lot of tight man coverage. They were really physical with the Falcons receivers, and that includes you know Jalen Ramsey on Julio Jones, which was really a, a fun matchup to watch today. But they moved him around too. They did. He wasn't just exclusively on Julio. But because they were playing that man coverage on the back end, they were able to bring pressure. They were blitzing. They were sending linebackers. And the the Falcons just weren't able to get enough separation down the field when they were trying to take some of their shots. And therefore, Matt Ryan just kind of had to hold on to the ball looking for somebody, and that gave the Rams that extra little bit of time when they were sending those extra guys to get Matt Ryan on the ground. And, I mean, that's a formula for winning in the NFL. I totally agree. Yeah. You know, the Falcons defense coming into this one, Will, um, was ranked 31st in the league in points allowed with 31. They gave up 37 today. Mm -hmm. uh, 27th in the league in uh, yards allowed per game. It was 388, and I believe they gave up 381 today. Mm -hmm. So right on. Kind of right on par. Right on par. Uh, but it's not, a, it's not a good par. Do you um, want to talk a little bit about Matt's injury and, and Matt Schaub and how he performed coming in today? Obviously, like you said, we don't know anything at this point outside of that it was an ankle injury and that he yeah. could not come back into the game. I, mean, but I what, think that's all we can say about right. it. Um, you know, he has been one of the lone bright spots in this team, mm -hmm. uh, on this, sorry, on this team right now. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of fans want that scapegoat, want to point blame and, you know, after that first game and when he had some bad throws and there was another game where he had some, you know, he, he, he was kind of. He's not the problem on this team. He's though. not the problem. Even yeah. though he had a, an unusual amount of interceptions in the first few games, 
Um, he, they were throwing a lot more. They were behind. There was a reason why. I mean, he has been playing really well, and to not have him, Will, um, you know, for the foreseeable future is big for this team. I, You know, we talked about in the preseason, and it, you know, um, about Matt Schaub and the experience he brings, who, mm-hmm. by the way, with that touchdown pass today, uh, surpassed Michael Vick with 134 career touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Matt Schaub was literally perfect today, six for six for uh, 65 yards. Right, in in mop-up duty when the Rams were mm-hmm. just kind of playing it uh, safe yes. back there. But, again, they're going to have to rely on him, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to shore things up up front. And, again, on the other side, Will, this is the, what is it, fourth game without a sack, fifth game without forcing a turnover. Yeah, I was hoping they would steal a possession or two today. I thought they would, honestly. Points. Coming in, I, I kind of, in my head, I, th- I thought this might be the, the day when you get a, a pick. I mean, DeMonte Casey, has, he tied for the NFL lead with eight interceptions last season. And, yeah. and, you know, he hasn't been making that kind of impact. And it's weird when you get a guy like yeah. Ricardo Allen back and you get a season of Deion Jones, you know, back healthy. And it's just, I thought Deion played really well today. He was he was a bright spot, and I think Ricardo played really. But that inability to get to the quarterback consistently is just allowing the secondary. They have to cover for that extra second, that extra two seconds, and that's just really tough in the NFL when all of these guys are really good. And if you've got a quarterback who can sit back there and have that little bit of extra time to find his third or fourth option on a play usually they're going to make the right decision and they're going to complete the pass. Deion Jones, 11 tackles, nine solo today. Um, again, no Falcons had any sacks. Uh, Dante Fowler led the Rams today with seven, but he also had three sacks. Mm-hmm. Um, he played well for them today. Yes, he did. So here we are. And uh, at one and six, Will, um, don't know, like we said, what's going to happen with Matt Ryan. Nope. Um, after the game, I was up here writing my column, mm-hmm. but you were in there. Uh, I was. Listening to Dan Quinn. Any thoughts on what Dan Quinn said? And, and uh, you know, a bit of the news today when he talked about the, the defensive play calling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was yes something that was decided this week. Yes, I was down there uh, for Dan Quinn's press conference, and he did relay that bit of information. It started at the Arizona game with him distributing some of those uh, play-calling duties to his assistant coaches. And, I, I mean, that makes, that makes sense. First, even though he is defensive coordinator, first and foremost, his responsibility is, is as a head coach for this team. And right. when you've got problems cropping up at different parts of the team right the head coach has to figure out a way to get that fixed and so I think the way he explained it was that he was kind of giving some of those responsibilities taking those off of his plate so that he could better spend his time where it was really needed to get some of those areas tightened up and you know we didn't see that today but it I mean it seems like he is really every week trying to to get some answers and Every week, it just seems like new problems kind of keep cropping up. Yeah, the Rams outscored them 24-7 to in the second half. Um, it was a tight game early on, but uh, um, it looked like the defense, you know, was in possession and in, in position to make plays. Mm-hmm. 
in that first half, but just not yeah, so they in the were, second half. They were getting stops. You know, the Rams were driving the ball a little bit in the first half, but the Falcons did a good job of tightening down once they needed to. Once the field got a little bit shorter, the Falcons, you know, were making some plays. And I think the secondary, which has given up its fair share of big plays this season, for the most part limited the Rams, you know, down the field. They were playing pretty well for the most part, but, it, you know, it, it was just all three phases have to work together usually to get a win in the NFL. And even if your defense is forcing field goals, if your offense isn't then capitalizing on their opportunities and putting points on the board, it, it's, you can win a game kicking field goals. And yeah. eventually the Rams did get it figured out and started scoring some touchdowns. So, I mean, I don't fault the defense so much for this game. Uh, to me, this is a little bit more. I was surprised the offense, like you said, they've been playing well. I was surprised they had this performance today. So Matt Ryan today, 16 to 27, 159 yards, uh, no touchdowns, uh, one interception, 60.6 quarterback rating. He hasn't had a game like this in a while. He hasn't. Uh, And it was, it was weird. It was, it was frustrating is, is kind of, I think for all of the players, it was frustrating. And I'm sure for a lot of the people watching, it was, it was frustrating. Um, some of that frustration came out with Devontae Freeman today. It did. Um, he got into a pushing match, and uh, uh, he was ejected. He was. And uh, what is the rule on that now? Is is he going to uh, – this isn't like college where you, you have to sit out a game. but uh, No, yeah. Yeah, um, he may be fined or something, but uh, we don't mm-hmm. know that. Yep. Uh, but they, it was, again, frustrations just kind of just boiled Mm-hmm. boiled up and uh there were a lot of players out on the field pushing in and there were and uh you got the sense that maybe it was just a lot of pent-up frustrations too yes understandably uh but yeah i mean the, there's got to be a little bit more composure i think in that space but it, I, I mean the team had each other's backs they all went out there once they saw what was going on and uh, i mean but yes it that frustration i think did boil over in that moment so as I point out my column, you know, it, it's not just the offense. It's just not the defense, and, and it's the special teams too. Matt Bryant has uncharacteristically missed a couple kicks mm-hmm. the last two games. He yes. missed that game tie, potentially game-tying PAT uh, out in Arizona. Then today, it wasn't an easy kick by any means. He missed a field goal attempt today. But, again, it was just one of those – it was it was just somewhat demoralizing right. though. It just because you could see it in the body language, not only in mm-hmm. Matt, but the sideline too. Because it gave, it would have been one of those opportunities to cut, kind of cut into things and kind of build on something. Yep, um, just didn't happen. And they were also will burned on a fake punt. They were. Um, and, and and then there was at the end of the game there yeah. was a, a miscue and and I, I saw I saw people uh, some people on twitter who who were kind of criticizing special teams coach you know, Ben Kotwika for that and th- i think that's misplaced it, this week leading up to the game he told the media about what Johnny Hecker can do the Rams punter as a passer and that they right. do run a lot of fake punts and if if he's telling us the they media they were prepared for it yeah if he's telling the media that leading up to the week don't you think he's also coaching his players up oh, to no, be prepared yeah, for they that were so definitely prepared for yes, that yes it, it, it just they executed and pulled it off. But to kind of symbolize the way that the defense played today was they had, they rebounded from that. They gave up that fourth down on that fake punt, and then they still held them to a field goal on that drive. So that was a little bit of a positive because, you know, again, it, in the first half, 
to go down 17-3 and 13-3, there's a big yeah. difference. And the defense was fighting. They were, it was a, I really actually was kind of impressed with the spirit that I saw from them out there. Well, you know, I got hammered from Falcons fans last week, but that's exactly what I wrote about last week was that at least the Falcons are showing fight even in these tough games. These, Whether it's been a lopsided loss or a close loss, they haven't given up. And, you know, that to listen to Matt Ryan last week after that game talk, it was – it was. I listened to that presser. I don't know a handful of times, and um, you know they they were just determined to come away. You know, into this game and into this two game homestand. You know, ready to turn things around. Determined right. to turn things around, and they just they they don't quit. Um, it's but, just not but, coming together. Yes, at the end of the day, though, all three phases. For as much as you know, for as much as there's still that resiliency and fight and and all of that, and that's that's great. But this is a results-oriented business, you yeah. know. In the NFL, it comes down to wins and losses, and the record is what the record is right now. And and so that's they've got to get something figured out. And speaking of records, I mean, I I you know I brought it up myself in uh, my column. I said, look. I, you know, I hate to make predictions, but back in August, I think it was before August, you know, fans asked me, what do you think, Tabika? What do you think about, you know, this team? What do you think about this season and this schedule? And I said, look, I think this team, with everyone healthy, they went 7-9 last year. I think having everybody back, that's good for at least three wins to have everybody back on the field and to make the changes they've made. We didn't know exactly what Dan Quinn's defense would look like back in August, but we certainly expected it to be a little bit more aggressive, mm-hmm. maybe creative, and maybe, uh, you know, with the with Tyler Davison and Alan Bailey and, and Adrian Claiborne back, and then the additions of John Kaminsky and having Keanu and Ricardo back healthy, yep. another year under Isaiah Oliver's belt, and then having KZ back there. We just all thought that, you know what, they're, he's going to – He's going to put these guys in a position to, you know, to succeed, you know, take advantage of their skill sets. Um, and it hasn't translated on on that end. And, you know, it's just. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> if it sounds like we're at a loss for words, it's kind of because we're yeah, at a loss for words. I just don't see, you know, t- they've already have the, the six loss. I, saw, I thought it was going to be 10 and six. Yes. And if entering the season. I thought they might even contend, be one of those. I didn't want to say it, but I thought privately, Will, that they might be one of the top three or four teams in the conference. Right. Because because they they were that for for two years there. I mean, it, this and this team is still that team. I mean, that's what's kind of so head-scratching is I, I think... Well, I that, think now we kind of have to say you are right. what you are, it, and it, they're a yes. one team. And yeah, that's exactly right. And it's... They've got it, talented players, but they're just not a... But they're not playing up team. to that talent level that yeah. we have seen in the past but we're not seeing that this year so is it you know still fair to say that this is a talented team I mean it I, I yes it's they've got a they've got a plethora of talent on this team uh, you you look at the receiving core mm-hmm. you look at yeah uh, I, there, I, there there are there are two pro bowlers on the offensive line yes I Grady Jarrett I think is still a very good player I think Deion Jones played very well today uh, there is talent and, yeah. but it's it's just really difficult to then see that out on the field. Yeah, for Falcons fans, for this coaching staff, for these players in the in the locker room, mm-hmm. um, and even around the league, I, you know, they it's when you read about the Falcons, 
the one word that you often see associated with them, it's it's surprising. Yes. And, and it's surprising because everyone expected much more of this team mm-hmm. uh, in and outside of the building. And yep. can they turn it around? Well, it's up to them to answer it. It is. And after the after the game, Tack McKinley kind of pointed, pointed the fingers at himself and at you know his teammates and, and kind of came to the coaching staff's defense a little bit and said, you know, at the end of the day, it's on them. The, the coaches are putting them in a position to – it's, it's not like they're not prepared is what he said, and, and they just need to go out and execute. And I think you've got the quote here in front of you. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's on us. We have enough talent in this room to win games. He said more, but that's the That's the gist. That's yeah. all you got to know. Um, I do want to briefly point out two players who we talked about special teams also yeah. you know, being a, a, a problem a little bit today. But I think Kenyon Barner played pretty well, and I think Jaden Graham play, played pretty – I mean – Honestly, one of the loudest cheers in the stadium today came when Jaden Graham flew down on a on a punt and tackle, and you thought that he had forced a fumble. That's yeah, how loud it got in the stadium. The, yeah, and the, well, the Falcon sideline did too. I, exactly, I, I hadn't seen that much that much emotion. Yeah, and so at that moment you thought, while. okay, maybe this sparks something. Yeah. Maybe the way that the defense had been playing and things like and it, and it just couldn't come together. And I do think the Rams deserve credit for their role in all of this. It wasn't just, you know, a complete meltdown on, on the Falcons' part. The Rams did have an impact, and they had an impact because of their ability to consistently pressure Matt Ryan and play pretty tight coverage on the receivers. What happened at the end of the game? Was it Russell Gage? Yes. Uh, so it, it was a punt that had kind of, like, landed around the 10-yard line, or and he ran up to, to pick up the ball and, and try to do something with it. With and it eight, just kind of slipped okay. out of his hand and, and they jumped on it in the end zone. So okay. that made the score, you know, it was the final even score. more lopsided, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, no, I thought Jane Graham, I mean, the more we see of him in the preseason, he kind of flashed at times. And then in training camp, he flashed. Um, he's taking advantage of the opportunities now in special teams. Um, I thought today, even uh, albeit limited brian hill showed that that gear he has i mean again he didn't really make much of an impact statistically but on the few opportunities he did have you know we saw that 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 different player right he's a little quicker um another time he was stopped for a loss but mm -hmm. that's not his fault there was just nowhere to go and he was just swarmed on and that's important to see because the other notable injury in this game ito smith left and was officially ruled there was a head and neck injury. We don't know the extent of that either. I mean, man, you want to talk about one of the, like, I told you this, you were sitting next to me, my heart dropped when I, when I saw him laying out on the field. I mean, I, I was kind of shaken for 10 minutes after that happened. It, it was really hard to see. And, I mean, you and I, we get to know these players, not just as jersey numbers and names on the back of a jersey, but as people. Yeah. And, you know, Ito is, is a really good guy, and, and I mean, that becomes so tough when you do kind of see something like that. And right in the middle of the game, it did kind of take the energy a little bit out of the stadium, out of the crowd. But, I mean. Yeah, he's so, doing his job. He's picking up mm-hmm. a, a blitzer and uh, hit him square up, but almost too square. Yeah. Both players kind of hit met, hit uh, helmet to helmet. And, uh, again, it's, you know, when you, when most of the – impact is going up top yeah um, it's not sometimes what you good things see. don't happen and he just went he, just, he dropped and mm-hmm. so it was good though to see him moving around and get on the car yep. in in the 
and some of the, uh, the Falcons, his teammates came out onto the field and, yep. um, you know, hopefully uh, he makes a speedy, speedy recovery. But yeah, yeah that was, you never like to see those hits and guys just down for a while. But so we'll cover we'll cover that all throughout the week as well as sure. you know the status of Matt Ryan. So those are the two big injuries, and then of course Desmond Trufant, who who wasn't out there. What do you think of Kendall Sheffield in his uh, second start? I thought it was mixed. Yeah, you know I thought he there was there was a bad miss. I thought uh, he's, I saw him come up on run run support and he was going for the knockout mm-hmm. instead of just getting a hold of the guy and wrapping up. Yeah, I think you know I think that's just something that you just kind of. Maybe at Ohio State that worked, uh, not here. Um, so I think, you know, but I think there's enough positives, though, where you can get excited about this guy mm-hmm. and his future. Yeah. Just like we did last year, you know, Isaiah Oliver had some some nice plays, and then he got, you know, had some rough plays his rookie season. Right. And so you kind of have that same feeling like, hey, you know, and he played well in run support today. Yes. Um, it's just other areas where he just needs to get better. That is that is the strength of Isaiah Oliver's is and and you get it. You get why having a big physical corner like that's that is the upside to that is that you then also have somebody who can defend the run. So when your defense is stretching guys, you know, kind of towards the sideline or funneling somebody out to the boundary, you know, or if they need somebody to set the edge and funnel something inside, Isaiah Oliver can kind of handle that role for you a little bit. And, you know, it is kind of the opposite with Kendall, who's smaller but much faster. And speed is one of the true, like, difference makers in the NFL. And he's got plenty of speed to burn. And, you know, when you play a, a fast guy like Brandon Cooks or what, and you've got somebody who you can match up with, that that's a difficult assignment for a lot of people. But I do think Kendall Sheffield had had good moments out there. You know, Austin Hooper's having a great year this mm-hmm. year, but he didn't really get uh, involved, it feels like, till late yeah. in the game. And it yeah. just feels like it just feels like this season he's put up numbers, but it always feels like it will it's in the in the second half or something like that. I, I would love to see Hooper more involved early on. Mm-hmm. Um just I'm just speaking as a fan here and just as an and you know, just general observations of the team. Yeah. Um you know, I'm just trying to think of some of the bright spots, and he's been a bright spot he's been, this year. Yes, he's he's on pace to shatter every previous career, you know, best that he's had in his first three seasons. This is year four for him, and and we kind of thought about this a little bit coming in when they hired Dirk Cutter, who's always had success using tight ends in his scheme, and so it's great to see what what Austin Hooper has been able to do out there. You would just love to see him doing this as a part of a team that has you know that offensive identity leading them and winning games and it being a lot of fun to watch and that would is the only other thing that would make this you know even more enjoyable but but Hooper has been excellent this yeah. season you know coming into this one will uh the big names two big names three big names sorry uh from the Rams you know Jalen Ramsey yep. was he gonna play he played was Todd Gurley gonna play he didn't have a lot of yards on the ground, but boy, did he have an unbelievable catch in the end zone. He Georgia did. fans, and uh, yeah, I saw a lot of number 30 jerseys in the stadium, outside the stadium today. Uh, Gurley's still beloved by the, the, the Georgia fans here. Um, and then the other big name was Aaron Donald. He didn't have a lot of gaudy stats, but man, his impact, you can just feel it. You saw it on the, on the sacks. I think fumble, you saw his impact on in Dante Fowler's stat line. For sure, who had three sacks, but yep. just, you know, 
Aaron Donald, he is just so good. He's a handful, man. And but to go to go back to Jalen Ramsey for a second. Sure. Yeah, you know, you talk. I know you and I both pointed this out on Twitter. We saw a little uh, trash talking with uh, early Julio. on with Jalen and, and Julio, and that of course is not Julio's game at all. Julio's you can sit there and jaw at him all day long, and he'll kind of pop right back up, toss the ball to the ref, you know, and jog back to the huddle so it was interesting to see kind of the dichotomy of those two players and their styles and they both had some plays you know Jalen had a had pretty tight coverage with Julio for most of the afternoon and and then of course Julio did get by him for that big 39 yard gain and they went right back to that play a couple plays later that was just out of out of reach and and was almost a touchdown um But it was it was fun. I think it lived up to the billing between two of the very best in the game. Yeah, Julio. You know, he had 93 yards on six catches. But to it was get a back, quiet 93 yards. Was, Is that safe very, to say? Is it? Yeah, because he didn't score. Well, yeah, and he 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 didn't get a handle of the one down inside. I believe it was inside the five or ten. He may have like scooted he, into the end zone if he did yeah, come away with that. His momentum had, might have carried him in there. But I know Ramsey was trailing on that play, but. Yeah. Uh, to your point, that is Ramsey's game. That he loves to talk. He loves to get inside guys' heads. And the fact that he got Julio John, that plays right in that's that that plays right into his game. And uh, you know, that's one he's he's an extremely confident young player and the Rams traded for him and mm-hmm. and, and see a, you know, a long term future with this guy and I get it. Yeah, um, he's he, he's good. Yeah, he's good, and he he he's the one who you know, I think we did we mention it. He came up and yeah. run support and got a helmet right on the ball and forced uh, a uh, fumble. fumble on Devontae Freeman. I have Freeman n- was the one who recovered that, which thankfully. is mind blowing. I have no idea. I mean, in a positive way because yeah. the Rams it it seemed like five of their players just kind of like ran right past the football. Yeah, and and. Devontae somehow had the wherewithal to not only get up off the ground, but then run 10 yards and jump on the football. It was, it was a really heads-up play by Devontae. There are a few things that just frustrate me watching football, and this goes back to peewee football. They scoop and score, Matt. Scoop and score. No scooping. Fall <laughs> on the ball. Scoop and score. Everybody wants to be on Sports Center. It's just <laughs> fall on the ball, you know? Yep. You know, it's just – I. The only thing I can't stomach more than that is 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 dancing is, pregame is, is uh, hype dances, dance offs. Oh well, man, that was, that was one of the dumbest. I'm liking things I'd I'm liking this old curmudgeon uh, brand that you're developing. Hey, I'm yourself. a traditionalist. There you and, go. You know, and those things work for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I'm not a trendy guy at all, uh, especially when it comes to certain uh, fullbacks and uh, and non hype dances. That's that's your uh, what you love, right? Actually, I just love great defense. Give the good wing T and. <laughs> Great defense and a strong run game. I, I we did play the Delaware wing tee at one and before I transferred to high school in New Jersey, but uh, we digress, and it's it's a sign we need to kind of wrap this it up. It is. I is think. there anything else you want to? Any final thoughts? Uh, final thought is is Matt Matt Ryan get well soon. Yes. Um, let's hope this team has learned from its first seven games. Um, they have found different ways each game. To just kind of, yeah, uh, it just—it's been a hard lesson. It feels like um, outside of Philadelphia, and that was almost a hard lesson too. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah, they've yet feels... to play a complete game. They've yeah. had moments where they've played really well in in many aspects of the game, yeah. but they've never fully 
this season played a complete game. And that's, you know, what we've got to see moving forward. Just, I'd like to just see, even if it means simplifying it, even if it means, you know, just kind of going back to fundamentals and making sure that you're doing, you know, four things at the highest possible level instead of trying to do 10 things. I just really would like to see that as we head into the bye week. And this bye week, you know, Probably, they would Seattle probably, first. yeah, they would probably love to have had the bye week a little bit earlier in the season uh, to try to get some of the things, but but they are probably looking at that bye week as a as a good chance to figure some stuff out. Yeah, generally they like it later, but I think a, a, right. in a year like this, when you know, again, you know, you hate to go back to the the coaching changes and that kind of thing, but you know, whenever teams do switch coordinators. You know, there is an adjustment period. I know there's familiarity with Malarkey and familiarity with Dirk and mm-hmm. and, and all of that. But, you know, and, and, and even with, with Dan Quinn taking over the defense. And um, that all said, here we go into Seattle. And Seattle's coming here. Uh, into the Seattle game. Okay, yeah. yes. In, into the Seattle week. And uh, um, and they've just got to find an answer. And, yeah. and it, it, oh, I know what I was going to say. You just can't point at the defense anymore. It's 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 all three phases today. Yeah. And so, um, got to go back to work. They've got to go back to work. This, I didn't see this coming. You didn't see this coming. Falcons fans, um, didn't see this coming either. Uh, at least the ones that are really being honest with themselves. And, uh, um. The good news there, you know, I always want to point out something positive. Mm-hmm. We've we talked about some positive play by some of the younger players, and um, there were spurts, but and I'm going to get clobbered for this, but I can't wait. There's nine games left. Oh, oh man! And they've just like you said, they've got to get back to fundamentals. But man, you can't build a house without stacking the first brick. You've got to stack. Yes some bricks you've got to stack some wins have to and it's got to start next week you there the margin for error is gone yeah we've said that since week three <laughs> can you believe it's but september 15th was the eagles game this season feels september 15th it's more than yeah. a month this season feels weirdly fast and weirdly slow at the exact same time i mean i don't think any of us would have said we would we would go more than a month during the nfl season without a win or a sack or a turnover and that's that's where that's head where scratcher. we're at. Head scratcher. Yep. Well, let's hope those guys get get better. Let's hope this thing comes together. And uh, that's a wrap from Mercedes Benz Stadium. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks.